Hey everyone, welcome to Yoga Land's Yoga Teacher Companion. I'm your host, Jason Crandall. And if you, like me, teach vinyasa-based yoga, you end up teaching a lot of different kinds of sun salutations. And there are really four or five primary styles of sun salutations, and then there's permutations there within. Um, we have half sun salutations, we have two different styles of lunge salutations, we have crescent and low lunge salutations, and then you have the classic Ashtanga sun salutation, Surya Namaskar A and Surya Namaskar B. And sometimes people will talk about like a traditional sun salutation, but that's always actually just a type of lunge salutation that's either a crescent or a low lunge. So we have a lot of salutations to choose from, but I also find myself from time to time wanting to change up Surya Namaskar wanting to change up these sun salutations, kind of innovate a little bit, give my students a little bit of a different pattern to work with that complements some of these other things and just to stay fresh and change things up a little bit while still teaching things that fundamentally work and stay and make sense. So there are four different things that I do really regularly just to kind of invigorate or spice up sun salutations. This first one that we're going to look at, everybody, is, is getting beyond always doing Chaturanga and Up Dog. And this is not me complaining about or vilifying Chaturanga and Up Dog. It's saying, hey, we have other options. Now, everybody, it's pretty clear that we can go to the floor and we can do Locust or we can do Cobra as options. But the reality is most people that are newer to practicing yoga or even a little bit of experience, they don't really see going to the floor and doing locust or going to the floor and doing cobra as like an invigoration of a sun salutation. For so many people, even though technically it isn't, it feels like a little bit of a step back. So there's a different transition that I'm gonna show you right now that I think is really useful uh, and you should take this and run with it. So we can move beyond Chaturanga, or not really beyond Chaturanga, but use this in addition to Chaturanga, just to balance things out and enliven things a little bit. And you can do it, everybody, from the middle of the salutation. So you can kind of add this into the flow from downward facing dog, or you can do it instead of that jump back, step back to Chaturanga itself. So watch. So let's say that I've just come into a forward fold, right? So I've just come into my forward fold and then I'm gonna, I can step back anyway. So let's say that I step back for a crescent, right? I inhale, I reach up for crescent, I come down. And then instead of Chaturanga to up dog here, I can come all the way down to the floor. And then the first thing that I like to do from here, everybody, is Sphinx. It's simple, it's easy. But in the Sphinx, I interlace the fingers and I ground the outer wrists, right? And I take the inhalation here. So essentially the up dog inhalation is being taken on Sphinx. So we have the inhale, Sphinx, then exhale, forearm plank, right? And then you can stay in forearm plank for just a breath or multiple breaths. It's kind of up to you and how you wanna work. But you have your forearm plank. And then from here, everybody, I like to step the feet slightly in and transition to dolphin, right? So same thing, we can take a breath in dolphin or we can take multiple breaths in dolphin. Then we step back to forearm plank, right? We inhale here, forearm plank. 
then we exhale, come to the floor. Then from here, you can either inhale Sphinx, inhale Cobra, inhale Locust, exhale Downward Facing Dog, okay? So I'm gonna do that again in its totality. And the thing that's nice about this, everybody, is it doesn't feel like, I think a lot of times if you remove Chaturanga Up Dog in the context of a vinyasa class, you need to replace it with something of equal demand, vigor, and interest, right? Especially if you're working with more of a mixed level or more of a two, three class, okay? So we don't wanna just like remove Chaturanga and Up Dog and always do something that is perceived as easier. We wanna do other things that have a similar work tone to them, okay? So again, let's say I've just stepped back, okay? So I've just stepped back, I'm entering my salutation. So I inhale, then exhale, hands down, step to plank, lower to sphinx. Inhale and sphinx, fingers interlaced. Exhale, forearm plank. Stay here, inhale, press the floor. Exhale, step the feet in slightly, hinge the hips up and back, dolphin. Relax the neck, press the outer wrist down, lift the sitting bones. Inhale, exhale, forearm plank. Good, inhale and forearm plank. Exhale to the floor, cobra. Inhale in cobra. Exhale, draw back, downward facing dog, okay? Once you get the rhythm and the timing of this, and once your students do, it's this really nice postural complement to Chaturanga and to Upward Facing Dog, but it's also, again, it just, it kind of breaks the white noise of what Chaturanga and Up Dog can be and enlivens things a little bit. Now, I was mentioning everybody that going to the floor and doing Locust and Cobra don't in and of themselves seem like we're spicing anything up or invigorating anything. However, I've been thinking about this a lot over the last year and I've really been um, incorporating the following in my teaching, which is, you know, in so many sun salutations, you do that one prone backbend. You do your up dog or you do, like we just showed, sphinx into a transition or you do locust or cobra, right? But the reality is most of us could use more backbends in our lives. Um, and yet we have a really limited capacity for just doing a bunch of backbends towards the end or two thirds in the class. So there is no reason not to incorporate more backbends in a row in your Surya Namaskar. Um, and so this is one of the things I really like to do everybody is double down or triple down or sometimes even quadruple down on the face down backbends within the Surya Namaskar flow. So let's look at a couple of our options here. Okay, so what I like to do, and again, it can be any salutation. It can be a lunge salutation. It can be a more conventional Surya Namaskar A style, right? So let's just start with a step back. So let's say I, let's say I, I'm just stepping back on the, right, I'm, I'm right on the initial entry to salutation. I've stepped back into any kind of lunge. I inhale, reach up. I exhale, hands down, chaturanga, right? Let's say I wanna include chaturanga, that's fine. Then I inhale, up dog. 
exhale, down dog. Then instead of staying in down dog, inhale, rock forward to plank. Exhale all the way to the floor, locust. Locust pose, inhale. Exhale, set up for cobra. Cobra pose, inhale. Exhale, downward facing dog, okay? So I'm gonna show that again from the top just so you get a sense, but essentially what I did was I did the conventional transition of doing chaturanga and up dog, but then instead of just staying in downward facing dog, which is fine, don't get me wrong, but there's no reason that I, can, I have to stay in down dog, and there's no reason that I don't take the opportunity at least sometimes to do more back bends within that sequence. The other thing, remember everybody, is I said earlier that a lot of times your students will perceive going to the floor for locust and cobra instead of chaturanga as kind of like a not super exciting thing to do for many, okay? But listen, we're still doing chaturanga and up dog. We're adding on locust and cobra. Okay, so it's about doubling down and tripling down. You could even add bow pose, okay? So watch, from the top, right? So let's say I inhale, I reach up. I exhale, I hinge and fold. I inhale, lengthen. I exhale, step a foot back, same side knee down. Inhale, reach up. Exhale, hands down, chaturanga. Inhale, up dog. Exhale, down dog. Inhale, come to plank again. Exhale to the floor, locust. Stay in locust, inhale. Exhale, lower down, set up cobra. Cobra pose, inhale. Exhale, downward facing dog. Inhale and down dog. Exhale, right foot forward, left knee down and so on, right? So all I did there again was, I just added two more prone back bends, which kept me moving a little bit more, helps me balance out the imbalance ratio of forward bends to back bends, or at least anterior pelvic tilt to posterior pelvic tilt. And then it also keeps a student creating that dynamic movement and it gets their attention really, really well. The next two ways that we're gonna invigorate things are going to be ways in which we can create um, a little bit of creativity within the pattern of Surya Namaskar A, we'll look at that first, and then a little bit more creativity within the pattern of Surya Namaskar B. Now, I wanna be respectful because Surya Namaskar A and Surya Namaskar B are consistent movement patterns that have come from the Ashtanga Yoga tradition, right? So anytime I do a variation of Surya Namaskar A or Surya Namaskar B, I acknowledge that it is a variation, right? Like it is a thing, it is not mine to change. So Surya Namaskar A is a thing, Surya Namaskar B is a thing. So if I'm going to change it up a little bit, I'm not still gonna call it Surya Namaskar A or Surya Namaskar B. I'm gonna call it an improvisation or I'm gonna call it uh, uh, an innovation. Now, one of the things that I actually really like, which we're gonna look at next, is Surya Namaskar A, as far as sun salutation patterns, is very simple. I'm not saying it's easy, but of all the sun salutation patterns, it's the simplest, right? 
it doesn't have a lunge to it. It doesn't have a low lunge to it. It's the shortest, briefest pattern. And yeah, it can be difficult, don't get me wrong, especially if you do a bunch in a row or if you're jumping back to Chaturanga or jumping forward from down dog. But in terms of a movement pattern, it's actually pretty basic and I like that about it. And so I think about putting right in the center of Surya Namaskar A, a little something, right? Like a little surprise, okay? And so the way that I like to do this usually is right in the middle of Surya Namaskar A is to jump forward into a seated position and then do some sort of seated core strengthener. I just find it works really, really well. And one of the things that I drop in there a lot is uh, full boat pose and low boat pose transitions, right? So we're gonna maintain the integrity of Surya Namaskar A in its totality, but then what we're gonna do is we're just gonna kind of like sneak stuff right. Let's say you're in the downward facing dog that is present in Surya Namaskar A. Okay, so I'm in down dog, right? And maybe I take a breath or two there, but instead of hopping forward and finishing the salutation, or instead of staying here for another few breaths, I bend my knees and I hop to a cross leg and sit, and then I'm right into full boat, okay? Now you can work full boat from here, you can lay back, you can work half boat from here, you can come back up to full boat, you can do reclined arm balances, right? There's all sorts of like core strengthening that you can slip in to this phase, okay? And then watch what I'm gonna do is, I'm just, I'm gonna get back to down dog. Now I can do that by crossing the legs, and just rolling through and hopping back to down dog. Or I can add another chaturanga up dog, down dog. Either way, I'm back in down dog. And then once I am back in down dog for a moment or two, then I wanna finish off this round, okay? So now the next time I jump forward is gonna be to the feet, like we would in a more conventional process. So I'm gonna hop forward, lengthen the spine, forward fold, come all the way up to standing, okay? So, so that you really get like a, like a full clear view of that in its totality with some of its timing, I will do a whole one uh, from top to bottom, okay? So let's say we are, so we'll say I'm at the top of the mat, I inhale, reach up, Exhale, hinge and fold. Inhale, lengthen. Exhale, chaturanga. Inhale, up dog. Exhale, down dog. Inhale, bend the knees. Then exhale, step or hop to a seated position and right into full boat. Good, another breath or two, full boat. Then from full boat, lay back to half boat. Ardhanavasana. Another breath here, then from Ardhanavasana, back up to full boat, Pariparnanavasana. Good, on the exhale, cross the legs, roll them under, hop back into downward facing dog. Take a breath or two in downward facing dog, right? Then when we're ready, we finish by hopping forward, halfway up, fold forward, 
and all the way to standing, right? So essentially we're just using Surya Namaskar A as a template. And in that down dog, we're sneaking in some seated and recline core strengtheners. And we're not staying forever, right? You wanna, you wanna make sure that if you add this stuff, everybody, you're doing it with the spirit and the tempo and the timing of the salutation itself. Our final option, everyone, is a little play on Surya Namaskar B, okay? Surya Namaskar B is a, it's a much more complex movement pattern than Surya Namaskar A because it adds Utkatasana at the beginning and at the end, but it also adds Virabhadrasana 1. In addition to adding Virabhadrasana 1, Surya Namaskar B is challenging for most people, including myself, because of the rhythm and the timing of, of those step forward and step back uh, actions or those transitions into Virabhadrasana 1, right? It's a, it's a more complicated breathing pattern. It's a more complicated rhythm pattern. It's a more complicated postural pattern. As such, I don't want to fuss with it too much, but I will say I have really come to love Utkatasana as a setup pose for arm balances, okay? And there's these arm balances where we just kind of like, we just really kind of briefly check into it, okay? The easiest arm balances that we can incorporate are things like uh, Bakasana. You can do Bakasana, you can do Parsha Bakasana. You could even do things like Ekapadagalavasana, like anything, any of the arm balances where you set up from more of an, of like an Utskatasana upright sort of squatting position, you can drop in. The biggest downside to this, everybody, is like I said, Surya Namaskar B is already complex. So if you want to add something, right, if you want to add what I'm going to show you or some of these options, the only suggestions that I want to make for you is try to slow down Surya Namaskar B, right? And again, you might give him an extra breath or two in Virabhadrasana 1. You might give him an extra breath in Down Dog before the step forward into uh, Virabhadrasana 1. You might kind of like, if you're going to add something, sometimes you have to subtract something. So if you're going to add a more demanding or innovative transitional movement, you might have to take a moment and figure out what do I give back? What do I subtract? And I would say you want to subtract t like cadence. You want to slow that cadence down, okay? The final thing, obviously, everybody is this is not going to be the time where you're really teaching some of the subtlety and the minutia of the arm balances that you're dropping in. You're, you're kind of just gonna be putting them in there. You're gonna be letting it roll. You're gonna be giving it an option. There's gonna be plenty of other times as you teach that you can get a little bit deeper into the nuances, the transitions, and the actions of these arm balances, okay? So let's look at a couple of options. So you've bent the knees, you've come down, you've dropped the hips, right? And then you're adding your Utkatasana. Okay, so this is a really good setup. When you are, when you have this position, we have this hip hinge and knee flexion, where those hips are down and back, the knees are flexed, right? You're, you're kind of low and close to the ground, okay? Right, you're not standing all the way up. Pretty much every arm balance you're gonna do 
if you do it from the feet, you're gonna, you're gonna get kind of loaded and more in that squatting position anyways, right? You're gonna get kind of deep in here. So let's say I've bent the knees, inhale, utskatasana, then exhale, transition into bakasana. Inhale, bakasana, and then you can either exhale, feet down, step back, down dog, inhale, plank, and so on, right? You do chaturanga, up dog, down dog. You could come forearms to the ground for that sphinx to forearm balance to dolphin transition. There's all sorts of stuff you could do even just from this short video in and of itself, right? The other thing that you could do if you have a little bit more um, students with greater, uh, I don't wanna say high level students, it's more like students with the physical attributes to do this, right? The transition from bakasana to chaturanga is not, it's not that technical, it's a little bit more attribute than technique based if we're being honest. So if you have students that can make that transition fine, right? You inhale Utskatasana, exhale transition to Bakasana, inhale Bakasana, exhale Chaturanga, inhale up dog, exhale downward facing dog, right? You could even everybody, you can even use that Utskatasana to set up other arm balances. There's a, there are a lot of arm balances that set up from Utskatasana, okay? The timing isn't quite as right. Bakasana, you, like you almost never need another breath to make that transition. You're right there, you're right there to set up. But you could set up for Parsha Bakasana, you could set up for Ekapadagalavasana, almost as easy, right? So you could be here, all right, bend the knees, inhale, Utskatasana, exhale, right elbow to the outside of the left knee, hands in prayer, take a deeper squat and a twist. Stay here, inhale, then exhale, hands to the floor, transition into Parshravakasana. Good, then feet down, hands down, step back into downward facing dog, right? Or you can be, inhale, Utskatasana, exhale, left outer ankle on top of right knee, hinge forward into Ekapadagalavasana. Inhale, exhale, Chaturanga, and so on, right? Again, the obvious downside to this is it can get really sloppy really quick, okay? So I think I would start with Bakasana. All right, everyone, two things. Number one, in and of itself, I hope this really helps you, right? This should give you some ideas. And, and again, when we innovate, we still wanna focus on things that work, that we can execute as a teacher and our students can execute as students skillfully and accurately, right? There's all sorts of just like random movements you can put into anything, but these things for me are really tried and true, and I think you and your students will actually really appreciate it. That's the first thing. The second thing is I have a sequencing training that is beginning in November. It's beginning November 1st. It's all online. It's really, really great. These 
things that I've showed you from today are, they're not really excerpts of the course, but they're, they're components of the course and they're inspired by the course. It's a really good thing for those of you that want to learn more about sequencing and just feel more efficient and more comfortable. Uh, and you can find all that information on jasonyoga.com. Otherwise, just continue to subscribe, continue to follow, with, follow and practice with me here. Practice this and share all this stuff, everybody. Thanks a ton for practicing.